Well, hello everyone, and welcome to another series of the USF Health Morsani College of Medicine Alumni Society podcast. I am very happy today that we have with us a third year medical student, Emma Hale, who is going to co-host with me for this series and talk a little bit about some of the different challenges and issues that women in medicine have faced in their careers. Today, I'm very excited to have Dr. Workowski with us today. She graduated from USF Morsani College of Medicine in 1986, and she completed her internal medicine residency at the University of Chicago and her infectious disease fellowship at the University of Washington. She is currently a professor of medicine in the Division of Infectious Diseases at Emory University. Dr. Workowski, I'm so excited to have you on to talk about your time um, in medicine and particularly in academic medicine as a woman. Thank you so much, Emma. It's a, a great honor um, to talk to uh, a young woman. Um, and as I kind of reflect back on my career, it's really remarkable to think about uh, how many women are in the medical school class now. What is it now in terms of the percent women in your class? I think we're about 50-50. Um, I know when I started medical school, we were either the first or second year um, of medical students across the country where we had actually 51% women enrolled and 49% men. So it's it's actually wonderful. And um, it's it's wonderful to reaching out to those of us that have gone before and think about some of the lessons learned. One of the things that I unfortunately did not have um, was a lot of successful women to do what you're doing is sitting down and talking and about things and how we got through the period of time where it was much different than it is now. So I really um, am honored that you've asked me to talk and I'm happy to um, go through kind of my story um, and tell you kind of how I got to where I am. Absolutely. And Dr. Riddle and I are so excited to have you. So to start us off, um, what initially attracted you to the field that you ultimately selected? And then how did that path lead you to academic medicine? So I'm an infectious disease physician. And I remember back in medical school, I was always fascinated by um, organisms and the diseases they cause. So one of my favorite classes was microbiology. Uh, and I really thought that this was an incredibly fascinating field, not only to isolate the organisms in the laboratory, but think about all the manifestations of uh, problems that they could wreak um, in terms of the human body. Um, and as I was going through my classes, um, I realized that the field of infectious disease was not only so exciting, but it was challenging, it was puzzling. And I think that for me intellectually, that I get the most joy out of figuring out puzzles and getting the most challenging cases. <laughs> I found 
some of the things more mundane and you got, you're very good. You're in a very good institution that trains you very well. But what I noticed was that I didn't want to do things routine. I wanted to be, be tested and to get the most challenging cases. Um, and that's what I really enjoyed about um, infectious disease. The, the decision to go into academic medicine was I want was that I really wanted to be involved with the growth and the teaching of um, students throughout um, their development and especially serving as a role model for women. Because when I was going through things, um, I was never thought I was smart enough to be a doctor. And that's because I didn't have the role models around me. The role models around me were all of the same gender and all of the same race. And um, I didn't have a female mentor that I could look up to and that kind of helped me through the process. So being back then when I was going through school in the late 70s, early 80s, I um, went to nursing school. I was actually in nursing school and in nursing school taking pre-med classes because I was still so conflicted. And there was a professor in the anatomy class that pulled me aside and said, you need to go to med school. And it was the best kind of decision I ever made. Um, and I think it was because I didn't have the self-confidence that I could actually do it. And I didn't have the role models. Um, and that's one of the things I thought about over the years that I really wanted to be that kind of person for um, a young, smart woman um, that are going through kind of the same tribulations I was going through. Um, and that as I've gone through that process, I've realized about what incredible physicians that women are um, and how they're able to multitask, how they're incredibly humble, how they're incredibly compassionate and how they make incredible physicians. And then when you're trying to make the decision, I think of private practice or academics, not only do you think about the field that you're in, but what kind of lifestyle you want. And I saw the folks in private practice having lifestyles that really involved being called 24 seven. And I wanted to have a work-life balance. I wanted to be on the cutting edge of research. I wanted to do research myself. I wanted to teach. Um, and then I also wanted to do public health. So I think one of the things that is really insightful, was really insightful for me is the advice I was given by my father, which was follow your passion and what you're really passionate about. It takes a long time to become a doctor, it comes a long time to become training, and you really should like what you do. Um, there are so many adults that don't like what they do. And I really wanted to like what I do and have a passion and be excited to do it every day that I go into work. So those were some of the thoughts that I had in terms of kind of my decisions. Um, and then as I went through things, I, it really solidified when you go through the different specialties, like you're going through now and you find out what you like about certain areas and what you dislike and what you have a passion for. And initially I had a passion for, I wanted to do infertility work. Um, I was very 
I really was interested in women's health and infertility. And then when I did my OBGYN rotation, I realized, hey, I don't like the OR. I don't like sewing tissues together. It's it's didn't it wasn't the right place for me. Um, and I decided to do the to investigate kind of the most common infectious etiology of infertility, which was um, chlamydial infection. And that's kind of how I got into the research side of what I went into. So it was kind of like you, you have to, to pivot a little bit when you feel, when you decide what your passion is and, and you have to say, what do I really, what really gives me joy? What do I really want to do? And then what happened at at that time, um, the HIV epidemic happened um, in the 80s. And I was very fascinated by it, by the, not only the science, but about the human condition, the marginalization of populations. And I threw myself into that. Um, at a time that a group of people were very marginalized and nobody wanted to take care of them. And I felt very drawn to the field. And in the midst of everything, I, I went and did several months outside of, um, at that time, my residency, and I just fell in love with the field. Um, so you have to kind of follow where your heart leads you, decide what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are and what you have a passion for. Uh, that's, that would be my advice. Um, and it's going to be the kind of the same gut feeling when you pick your college or you pick your boyfriend, girlfriend, um, you kind of get a sense of where you're going to be happy. And if you make a bad decision, then you just pivot and you say, okay, I got to try something else. This is not working or this is not what I thought it was. So that's kind of how I got to where I am right now. I think that's your whole journey is so fascinating. And I love, you know, um, talking about, you know, being flexible and like you mentioned, pivoting. Um, you mentioned that you didn't have many um, female role models around you. How important do you feel that it is for young women in medicine to have role models um, that they can relate to throughout their careers? Oh, I think it's incredibly important. And one of the things that, especially like as a starting medical student, I think it it's really, it would be really great to pair um, a starting female medical student with a um, an accomplished female physician to help them look ahead and plan and think and say, yes, you can have it all. You can have a family. You can have a work-life balance. It's challenging. You have to have a partner that's willing to um, work with you, um, but it can be so fulfilling. Um, and the nice thing about medicine is you can do so many things. You can take time off. You can come back. Um, you are so well-trained. Um, you can do something for a while and decide, hey, you know what? I, I don't want to... I don't want to spend 80 hours a week working this way. I want to do something different. And you can reduce your hours. You can, you can go in the lab for a while. There's so many things that you can do. Um, so you have to realize it's okay. And I think it's okay to, I think 
having a talking to a woman that's been through trials and tribulations, like in particular, I have, there's a lot of stuff that I went through, um, that I experienced, um, that weren't good in terms of competition, um, between classmates. I, and I see that that culture has really shifted. Um, because I saw it with my kids and I remember people coming up to me and how'd you do on the test? And I'm like, why does that matter to you? You know, I'm the one that's going to be ultimately responsible for my actions. You know, after I get my degree, why does it matter what I made on a test? And there was always this competition. And, um, I think as a woman back then, you had to work even harder to prove yourself in some ways. There, there was a lot of unconscious bias and as well as conscious bias. Um, when I was in nursing school, I, was, um, I went to um, talk to several deans of admissions, and I was told that I'm al- I was already in a professional school, and why would I want to go to medical school? Um, so there, there was a lot of kind of roadblocks along my way and a lot of people that um, didn't understand in terms of it at even at the at that time in the 80s that that it was okay um, that women were smart they were competent but we always felt like you had to work a little bit harder and now I see my children who are very accomplished and I see when they went through high school that their peers were very respectful of their knowledge and their abilities. And it's so wonderful to see the collegiality as things go forward. It's not a competition. It's basically helping one another. And the other thing I really learned is that you can't go through medicine by yourself. It's teamwork. Um, it's a team sport. And the sooner you realize that, um, the better. You can't conquer every single field. You have to know how to work together and come to realize that you're going to have to rely on your colleagues. You're not an expert in everything, and you can't conquer everything. And I think to watch people that have gone before you and fought some of those battles that hopefully are not as bad as they, that I had the experience. It's wonderful to kind of watch and, and nurture people and let them know how to deal with that, how to deal with the stress, the long hours. One thing that's very difficult is, you know, you're in, you've been in classes for two years. You're now starting to see patients having to have an emotional connection with your patients and then seeing bad outcomes and how you handle that, how you handle the stress, how you learn how to compartmentalize things um, and how you're able to take, as I call the body blows that really the people that still you took care of years ago, that still really haunt you. Um, So those things are all real important to have somebody that you can confide in, somebody that's been through what you've been through um, and what you're about to experience that you feel comfort, comfortable talking about some of your fears and what you wish for in terms of your future. 
I think it's incredibly important. So I'm very much into having a mentor for especially younger people. And I think it's great for women to have a female mentor that they feel comfortable with, that they can talk to, that they can talk about anything. Um, because that's a really important relationship and how you, what do you want to accomplish? I think right now you're just trying to get through your rotations, right? The, the point is, what do you want to accomplish in your life? In terms of, I always tell the students I work with that, you know, you were, you're in this position for a reason and how are you personally going to move the needle? It doesn't need to be some kind of novel research, but how are you going to make people's lives better? How are you going to move the needle of science or discovery? Um, what's going to be your place? Because I do believe that every person that's in medicine has a specific, um, there's a specific um, goal that they may have and how are you going to reach that? Whether you know, and so I want to help the young people try to think about that. And it doesn't have to be winning a Nobel Prize. It's basically what do you want to accomplish? Gets back to why you want to be a doctor. And what what do you want to accomplish? The other Absolutely. thing I think, yeah, the other thing I think that's important is, especially these last two years, we're all tired. We're exhausted with the pandemic, right? And I feel like, like I've lived through two heart-wrenching experiences. One is the epidemic of HIV, when we didn't have medications, when we cared for people that we knew were going to die. Um, and we took care of them with comfort and compassion before we had the life-saving medicines that are available now. And then we, then I'm experiencing now my second major kind of body blow, which is the pandemic. And how are we dealing now with physician burnout? Um, and, and so it's very interesting. So I think talking to older folks that have been through kind of these work body blows, as I call them, and to understand how you were resilient and how you can come out stronger through adversity is incredibly important for a young person. Absolutely. And I think I personally have resonated with so much of what you said, because now I, I am in a place now where I am so fortunate to have fantastic female role models like Dr. Riddle. And now like yourself, who I have, um, have opportunities to talk with and hear their stories too. So I'm so grateful um, and that being said, unfortunately, we are coming down on time. I have been so enthralled with everything that you've said, all the advice that you've given. Um, do you have any uh, advice to your former self or parting words that you would love to share in these last couple of minutes? A couple of things that I said before. Life is short. I think the pandemic has showed us that. Do not settle. <laughs> Um, realize that you have to follow your inner passion, however uncomfortable that others feel with what you're doing. Um, I had, my parents were very uncomfortable with me going into HIV work. And I just said, sorry, that's my passion. That's what I'm doing. And you have to find a way 
to be flexible and be able to deal with adversity. Life is very challenging. Life is very fragile. So do realize individually come to know what your strengths and limitations are and find people that can help you get to the place you want to get to because there's wonderful resources that are available. There's wonderful people um, that will help you guide you on your journey. Um, And it's something that may change multiple times. So realize flexible flexibility, your passion, do not settle for what other people want you to do, but what you really truly want to do. Um, And, you know, be comfortable in your skin. We all make mistakes and you have to own up to it and move on and learn from your mistakes because they make you a stronger person. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Borkowski. I'm so um, thankful for your time. You've given such great advice um, and words of wisdom throughout this interview, not just at the end. So thank you so much for your time. You're very welcome, Emma, and best of luck to you in your career. Thank you. If you have ideas for future podcasts, or if you would like to be a guest, please let me know at Valerie, V-A-L-E-R-I-E, 25 at usf.edu. Thank you so much for listening.